0: Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host Morgan Lesniewski and I'm so happy to be back on the mic with you all for another episode this week. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I am joined by Cecilia. Her Instagram is at Cherish Nomad. She is a wellness junkie if you will. She knows all things about wellness. She herself has worked as a yoga instructor, Pilates teacher, and as a holistic health coach. So she has a very knowledgeable background about all things wellness and living a holistic healthy lifestyle. She transitioned from working within the wellness space into a corporate job. So she has a very interesting perspective because usually it's reversed. Most people will start in corporate and switch to a wellness career, but She did it the opposite way because she really followed her intuition, her human design and figured out what works for her and what she wanted to do at that specific point in time in her life. And she's super happy with all of her decisions. So I just loved hearing her perspective on that because it's such a good reminder and example of how you don't have to follow a set path to create a successful life. You know, she graduated college followed what her gut told her to do and went for it and pivoted. And it's totally okay to do that. It doesn't matter what stage you are in your career or where you are at in life. There's always... An opportunity for change. And there's always something that you can redirect yourself towards if that feels the best for you. So I loved hearing her explain that, that part of her life. And she just was such a knowledgeable person to talk to about all things, health and wellness and creating a better relationship with yourself and others. In this episode, we really talked about how to become more self-reflective, set boundaries and say no to other people and hold yourself accountable to those boundaries that you set for yourself so it's a very great episode and those are all three things that no matter what stage you are in your life or how good or bad you may be there's always room for improvement so definitely get your notebooks out take notes while listening to this episode because there's so many valuable tips on self-reflection creating boundaries and saying no so Definitely want to write those those things down. But first, before we get into the episode, I just want to see how you all are doing and hope that you guys are all having an amazing week. I, to be honest, am a little overwhelmed. I decided that it would be a good idea to paint the kitchen cabinets. So for context, I just moved to Maine. And in Maine, all of the houses are like really, really old farmhouses. Like they were all built in the 1800s. So the farmhouse that I moved into was built in 1860. And there's been no updates to it at all. I mean, of course, it's it's standing and it's in good shape and everything, but the kitchen was like dark green with pine wood cabinets and stuff like it literally looks like you're living in a cabin so I took it upon myself to paint them and I have absolutely no painting experience I did no research I just went for it and it's been a complete disaster so this has definitely been a huge learning lesson for me to always do a ton of research before starting a home project and I really regret it because it's been such a pain in the ass but you know what? It's okay. I'm almost halfway done. So we're just, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and it'll turn out okay. And luckily the ones that I did mess up because I did mess up a couple of the drawers and cabinets pretty badly, but because we are in an old farmhouse, it just looks rustic. So that's what I'm going with. But yeah, I just, I can't wait for that, this to be done. I'm trying to get it done by Friday. So fingers crossed that that happens. But yeah, other than that, everything has been going good and I hope you guys are going well too. And if you're not, feel free to always message me on Instagram. And also don't forget to leave a rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. I love to hear your guys' feedback and see what you guys like, don't like, and if there's any specific guests or things that you want to hear talked about. Also, don't forget to follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's. I'm posting daily on there about podcast updates and also some lifestyle, wellness, and yoga tips. So be sure to check it out. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hi, Cecilia. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant Podcast. I'm so excited
1: to have you on and to be speaking with you today. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a real pleasure for me to be here. As I told you earlier, it's uh not very often I get to be on this side of a podcast so thank you very much. Of course thank you I'm so
0: excited and I'm so happy to hear your perspective on things and to kind of switch the roles a little bit as Mm -hmm. it goes you know so um, one thing that I've been asking everyone that comes on the podcast is what is one quote that has really resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, yourself,
1: anything like that? So I'm, I'm going to mess this quote up now, which is really ironic because it was actually on the back of my business card for so many years, but um, it's it's one from Aristotle, or it's not actually Aristotle, it's uh, William Mann, I think, but it tends to be attributed to Aristotle. And it is saying, um, excellence is nothing but a habit. Um I'm really not destroying the quote here, but the reason why it stuck with me is I think because many of us were, were stuck in this idea that in order to be excellent or perfect or whatever, um, we are born that way. Mm-hmm. And reality, it always, and this is what's kind of come back to me now, and the way that I see life now is anything that we want in life is really back, comes back to the habits that we have right now. Um, so, um as silly as it might sound it's really about okay drinking that first glass of water in the morning the first thing you do it's about habitually uh, doing the things that are boring in life to get the life that you feel is like the most fulfilling ever and it's when you start doing it and you do it with consistency um that you you really get what you want out of life and i'm sorry that i cannot remember the exact quote now it's it's funny that it's really gone and now it's I'm sure okay you will know which one it is um so yeah but that one that one has really really stuck with me for many many years um and it's one when I was working with people in coaching and so on was one that I always try to reinforce to people to kind of help them empower themselves as well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I love that and even though it's totally fine that you don't remember the exact quote because all that matters is the principle behind it and I think the principle of what you're saying and just keeping consistency and just forming those small little habits because the small little mundane things that we think don't contribute to our lives or don't mean anything really are what make up our lives and our everyday so it's so important.
1: Yeah yeah exactly it's not the it's not the spirulina it's not the one kale salad here and there mm-hmm. it's really like the daily things that that make the big magic. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do all of that. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's funny to me, I was actually kind of when you reached out the first time I part of me went a little bit into a panic, I have to admit, because I think for so many of us, that will surely resonate with this as well. Um, For most of my life, my uh, career life, I have been working in the wellness industry. So I was a holistic wellness coach, uh, teaching yoga, Pilates, nutrition, all of this. And it's something that I am so innately passionate about. But in the last two three years i've had a massive career change so i've actually done the opposite to what everyone seems to do so i've left the wellness field to come into the corporate field mm-hmm. um and it's been the most aligned thing for me um but uh, when you first reached out to me i was like oh what can i do because i'm no longer yeah. a wellness but i think that's where we all kind of need to come back at i am still me and i'm still so i would describe myself as someone who is incredibly incredibly passionate about wellness incredibly passionate about helping people see kind of i don't want to say where they're going wrong but see like what is holding them back and kind of i see past the kind of superficial layer and i very deeply see the person in front of me so if i sit with someone i can very often i can tell their emotions Uh, i feel people's energy very very easily Um, and i also tend to to know um, in a way, what I need to say to that person to help them get aligned with where they need to be. So my, my purpose in life is to align people. And I'm doing that now, but with the corporate world, because I am a researcher in my day-to-day world and I research companies, I research potential investments and so on. And I, my role as I see it there is to look at like where, look into the shadows, even inside of this and be like, okay, here's where we need to watch out and so on. Um, which is something, I don't know if you're familiar with human design um, uh, or not, like. not entirely. No. Okay. All right. So this is like, I tell everyone it's like astrology on steroids. Like it's crazy, crazy. But what I love with it is that it gives you your purpose in life. And I'm sure we've heard all of this before, but um, a lot of times we conflict purpose with our career and If I look into this, what that was telling me was my purpose is, again, to align people with, to see into the shadows and align people with where they're meant to go. Um, And when I first heard it, I was kind of like, oh, should I come back into the wellness coaching and this? But as I've embraced that side of me in my friendships and relationships and everything, even with myself in work. Um, I've really stepped into my purpose and that is kind of what I am doing right now so that's maybe a little bit of a long-winded I don't really know how to introduce myself but I would say just someone who really enjoys wellness and someone who kind of in a way likes to provoke people into becoming their best self. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that and I love how I love the way your story is because like what you said you said it's kind of reversed and how most people they're in the corporate world and then they switch to the wellness side of things. But I think it's so unique to you. And it goes back to that human design thing that this is like your journey and your story Mm. and what you're doing aligns with your path in life. And it's good that you can acknowledge that. Like, yeah, it may not be conventional. It may not be what happens with a majority of people, but this is mine. And I think it's awesome that you embrace that and you know that it feels good and you don't feel like, I mean, you might, but um, you don't feel that self-doubt or,
1: you know, am I doing something wrong? It it did take a while because I felt a little bit, I almost felt ashamed at first. There was a huge, huge, when the opportunity first came up to me, um, uh, there was a huge inner conflict of like, (gasps) but like the... Traditional paths to three freedom that we always see is people leaving corporate to go into wellness. And I, this is like the whole year side of everything. And I should be like, I started in there. Why am I not staying there? And I had so many people being like, Oh, but why are you leaving like you have all of these years behind you of expertise of of um like I was studying everything? I love to just uh learn more and more. Um, and they are like, Why are you giving that up? And I, I do not have a background in business, I my university degree is in journalism. I went straight into teaching Pilates yoga and like all of this straight after. So I've never worked in business, but then I am fortunate enough that I have a family who has their own company and I could work with them. And I went to that, but there was a huge, huge struggle at first, which is probably coming from the ego being like, no, I should be this, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I should stay in wellness. I should be there because that's where everyone else is going. People are leaving this to go there. So why am I doing the Mm -hmm. reverse? But in doing that, I have found much, much more empowerment of who I am as a person. Everyone who knows me will also say that they can see a huge shift in my energy since then. And I can feel it on a deeper level. So I think that's like what you said. If if anything, if I can inspire someone to like do the non-conventional and like it's okay to go back into what's meant to be what we're all meant to be leaving, or if that is aligned for you, and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean again, it doesn't mean that what you do, in the end, uh, we are we are more than what we do. So the person that I am is not the same as what I do for a living. Um, I just use the stuff that I know are my strengths. I use them in both in my career and everything else. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And did you, because I'm just curious, because I just graduated college and I kind of find myself in the same position. Like I'm getting my yoga teacher training in August and I'm just, I don't really see myself Going into like the corporate world, like I see myself kind of just forming my own path and seeing where life takes me. So when you Mm -hmm. graduated college and you kind of did the same thing and you just went straight into the Mm -hmm. business world, what did you experience or
1: feel? Uh, So when I first like when I first started off, so. I was also the same I was like no way am I going into business like I could never live that life like nine to five behind a desk no way I would never want that I need my freedom I need to see people I need to do all of this uh, I need activity um, so in the beginning I just I, I experienced a lot of joy I experienced a lot of Um, it, it it is a pathfinder it really is something that leads you especially yoga because yoga is the path to yourself right in, in its mm-hmm. truest form um and so gosh I feel so long ago now that's how old I am <laughs> um but no and it, it was really freeing it was the first time that and as you will find it, for me at least it was the first time that I was being recognized as something different than someone's sister or someone's daughter and to I was very very insecure growing up um I've always kind of been the caretaker in all my friendships, um, which very well led itself then into the yoga teacher or the Pilates teacher or just in wellness, because you were taking care of people, which is why I think I had a lot of people draw themselves to me because they I, I was able to embrace them. I was able to help uplift them. Um, so very quickly, I think. I felt like I got given opportunities way quicker than I felt I deserved because I got the chance to connect with people. I got the chance to teach at some amazing, amazing locations. And I was given uh, maybe responsibilities that I felt like I wasn't actually like, I was like, I'm not qualified for this. I'm so young and like, how can I do this? But, But what was nice with it was that it gave me the strength to understand that actually, yes, I do have my own power and I do have. Uh, My way of teaching was very different to, for for example, the other teachers in the same studio. Um, I am a person who is, I'm I'm relatively calm, I'm not the center of attention, but again, I will I will still be able to give a good class. For example, I, it will still be strength, but it will kind of be like the sil- the one that silently kills you. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll get out of there. Um, and, and, and it helped me, being a teacher helped me embrace that side of me because it's kind of the same side that's also what I'm using, for example, today, or where I know also as a person, I'm not the one at the center of attention of a party, but I, I'm happy to be the one one-on-one um and all of this. and I. Felt also with the teaching that came across because I preferred to do one-to-ones than I did huge group settings. Um, so it's, it's a really exciting time. And I'm very, very excited for you because I find that you really find yourself in teaching others because you pick up on what's, you pick up on their stuff and the way that they kind of respond back to you and say, oh my gosh, wow, what you said there was so impactful for me or something. And it can just be you saying a, a cue about how to lower your body to the ground, but you do it in a certain way that for someone that will click, either it will be that it clicks something emotionally, something mentally, or just physically, where they're all of a sudden like, wow, I see this exercise differently, or I see myself differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gave me a huge uh sense of fulfillment whenever i had people coming back to classes and being saying i used to hate exercise i used to hate yoga i used to hate this but because of you i now love it and it wasn't because it was me but because finally i i was able to give someone else the same love and passion for movement that i have for myself because for Mm -hmm. me it's not about like of course, it's also you, we all enjoy the physically aesthetic side of it that it gives you. But ultimately, I know for myself, if I haven't been moving, if I haven't been walking, if I haven't been out in nature, up here, it goes cuckoo. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and and to be able to give someone else that, and also to see, as I'm sure you will see, when people come into a class, they come in and they're like this, and it's like the day is still with them. Mm -hmm. And then they leave all of it. It's literally they leave all of that on the mats afterwards when they walk out and all of a sudden they're walking taller. They have a smile. They look younger, like all of this. And just to be able to give someone that happiness and for them to connect with themselves again, I think that is the most beautiful gift that we can give anyone, whether you are an actual teacher or just a friend who's able to have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited for you in, in that side. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. But yeah, it's, it, it's what I took away from it most is really, really, really finding myself. And I see it coming full circle now because all the skills that I developed during my time as a teacher is still used now. When I was a teacher, it's about building relationships, right? It's about being able to one, speak for an hour by yourself or longer if you're doing ashtanga or something like that which for me was not, I was the one, who, I would never raise my hand in class in high school because mm-hmm. I, I was so definitely um, shy that I did never ever want anyone to hear what I might want to say. Even if I knew the answer was correct, I wouldn't raise my hand. To then go into standing in front of a room of like, of lots of people now doing like Instagram lives and things like that. Um, that was obviously very nerve wracking and people be like, how, how did you go from this to this? Um, and then also being able to meet a person for the first time spend an hour alone with them being very intimate with them because you need to put your hands on them you need to move them and get them to understand things um but also doing that in a proper way that now helps me when i have meetings with people for the first time who i who i do not know um and to talk with them and if it's for example if i'm wanting to sell something to them i am not a natural saleswoman like i cannot If I don't believe in something, I cannot sell it to you. (laughs) So I'm very, very truthful and open in that way. But I'm able to build a relationship with the person in front of me that makes them like me or connect with me so much um, in a truthful way that we are able to progress. And so whatever skills you develop as a teacher, you will also see comes out in the rest of your life. And that's like the biggest thing that I I love to see for, for new teachers as well. That's
0: so good to know because yeah. I think like there's so many truths to that and then I think it all everything's so interconnected because when you're talking I'm just listening to you and thinking how it's the same way with yoga like not just being with being a teacher you know it incorporates itself into every single aspect of life it's not just the poses it's not just going to a studio for an hour and getting a little workout in like it when you really embrace yourself in the practice it takes over every single aspect of your life in a way and I think like like you mentioned before you suffered with lower self-esteem when you were younger and, and as do I and as I've progressed like in my yoga practice and stuff and just forming that relationship with your body and getting to know your body more in a new way that you other otherwise before did not know is so mind-changing and it really shifts your perception of yourself because you're sitting there thinking like after you accomplish a pose or something that you've been seeing other people do and you all of a sudden are just flowing and you can do it too it just like opens up a whole new pathway I believe within yourself that that translates into all other aspects of your life where you are no longer self-limiting yourself and your beliefs and saying like oh I can't do that but in reality you can you just have to put in a little bit of work to get there
1: For sure. And I always come back to like what I love with exercise in any form um, is take it back to like our most our most primitive self. So you having the strength to hold a certain pose also translates into you telling your body, I have the strength to overcome any challenges that I face. Because Mm -hmm. weeks ago, I couldn't do like, let's say someone who for uh, when they first come in, they can't do a full chaturanga. After X amount of weeks, they have conquered that first challenge. And it's mm-hmm. like a huge thing. And you have the strength. And the body really, there it really is this connection, I believe, with like knowing you have the physical strength also gives you the mental, emotional, and spiritual strength to overcome other things. And it is that confidence, but it's also like on such a primitive level. I always tell my friends also, for example, if they have issues in their life with another person don't do it like sit down and knock, like we all do. We, we tell our boyfriend or whatever, like we need to talk and we sit down and we sit down mm-hmm. opposite each other on the table and then it's me versus you because I'm facing you. So we're facing each other and instantly like that triggers that primitive side of like, okay, I'm going to knock heads with you. Whereas instead, let's go for a walk. You and I were walking next to each other and we're walking forward into the future together And we're not facing each other but we're on the same team because that's what we all want like if we have conflict with another person ideally we want to move along forward with them still by our side Mm -hmm. um and by walking through it physically and um metaphorically like you you are slowly able to open up into things that are going to resolve things better so everyone that I, I've had issues with or so, on, like, I always do that. I get like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> and so, or if, it's, or if it's just personally, if I need to do some sort of mental work, I will go for a walk. I won't sit at home occasionally, of course. I'll sit and like, I'll sketch things out or journal about it. But it's really about, okay, the mind and the body are so connected. It's, yoga is union. If we go back to yoga, like the word yoga means union. There's the union of all everything coming together, these eight branches that come together. Um, and yeah, absolutely. It translates out into everything you do in your life. Like everything that we go through in our life um, translates into all other separate areas. That's why I initially got so interested in why I became a holistic wellness coach, because I noticed people, when people came into my class, and they were stressed or tired from relationship drama from work or so on, or they've not been eating very well. Like it didn't matter really like whatever exercise I ascribe them in there because I also needed to treat everything else. Like I kind of felt like I need to know what's going on in everything else. And of course, as as someone working in the wellness field, you will get questions about nutrition. You will get questions about relationships because you become kind of this, (laughs) <laughs> unlicensed therapist for everyone and like mm-hmm. the, the person and that's if I can give one tip to ev- anyone who's starting in this field is really learn to put your boundaries up with your clients because that was something that I had to overcome because I wanted to help them so badly but you can't and that also drains your energy so learning to say no sometimes in a gentle way will of course be, will be the biggest strength um but I feel that whatever whether you work in wellness, whether just being a human being, you need to have this understanding of what I do, how I respond to a situation at work is probably how I'm going to respond to a similar stressful situation in relationships within myself. Um, The way that I think of food will be how I think of money and how I think of money will be how I think of love. You know, so it's all like everything that we hold ourselves back in isn't just in one small section it doesn't work like that it really is a wheel that connects to each area of your life Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and in order to actually understand that and to see that and to see how everything translates to each other it takes a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness so what are some of your best tips or practices to help people get that self-awareness because for so often we can be we can be in a period of our lives where we're just lost in the middle of it and then all of a sudden we'll just come out and we'll be able to see clearly and then there has to be some type of way or method for us to see things more transparently
1: yeah so I think it's hard for me to say because I I kind of grew up with that because I was Everything came full circle for me because I it needed to, because mm-hmm. I was super sick as little. I didn't realize I had a food intolerance, for example, um, and that was translating into illness. That was translating also into low self-esteem because your gut bacteria affects how you like your brain and so on is connected mm-hmm. and all of this. And there was so much kind of going around. Um, but I would say, OK, for me, um, you you do again, come back to your habits. Start with that. Start with your daily habits of, okay, I want to eat healthy. Again, healthy isn't this. it's not what's, what's healthy for me might not be help, was the same healthy as for you. Because my definition of healthy um, is dependent on my life experience so far. So I know, for example, that I don't do well on the vegan diet. Like I know that for a fact, I would love to be vegan, but I can't be vegan because my body ends up having a reaction to it. And it doesn't matter how well I balance it. It just, my body is not suited for the vegan diet, but that's not to say that veganism isn't healthy for someone else. So it's again, come back and get in tune with your body and to, and this again, okay, how do you get in tune with your body? I think that is learning to breathe. And breath is probably the, the first, first step I would give someone is, okay, throughout the day, take three times or however many times you can, where you just come back to your breath mm-hmm. and sit and do five big in breaths in and out. And it's funny, whenever you talk about this, like when you talk about your pelvic floor, people start slowing down their breath <laughs> immediately and so on, um, and, but come back to your breath because It is so linked to your nervous system and most of us spend our time in a stressed fight or flight or into your sympathetic nervous system and that triggers everything else that triggers insomnia, that triggers feeling insecure, that triggers anxiety. So come back to your breath and slow it down. Um, and get more into that parasympathetic nervous system most of us need to rest more than we need to exercise and diet we always think we need to exercise and diet is more rest show because we tend to live in 100 miles an hour and we think that we need to add another (laughs) extra miles on there all the time um then i would say and it's going to sound harsh but it is what's helped me the most is Stop thinking you're the victim of everything and realize that you are actually in power of everything that is happening to you, barring, of course, certain things happen to us that we are not in control of. And it's not to say you attract like things because, because I think X, I attract this. It's no, not at all like that. But at any moment in time, you are always capable of choosing the next step and how that's gonna look for your future. Um, so at any moment of time, I can choose what thought I'm thinking. I can choose to think, I feel ugly today and no one likes me, and that's gonna make me then make the bad food choices. And or like I don't want to say good and bad about food, but the food choices that do not bring me to the version that I want to be or that doesn't impact me in an emotional way that's gonna in the long term, that's gonna be good for me. Um or so if I, if I choose to stay and say everyone around me is horrible, um, guys don't like me, I like all of this, I'm staying in victim. I'm setting the responsibility. I'm giving my power constantly away to other people to make me feel less on myself. Whereas if I choose to say, because we all have bad days, we all have days where we think negative thoughts, and that is normal. that is human. Um, but if I instead choose to say when I have those thoughts, be like, Hmm, I'm feeling like that right now but I also know that's not true I also know that if I I have so much to be grateful for today um for me today for example the sun was shining I had the chance to um get out of the office and go for a coffee with someone and like it was beautiful and I have two dogs that make me laugh so much and just constantly coming back to those small things of gratitude And then saying, also, I have the choice today. I can feel, um, for example, today is a very packed day for me in in terms of my schedule. So um, normally I cook every night, but today I've had to order in Um, and I've chosen to order in and I've made I could easily go for something that is a little bit more on the side. That's not more indulgence, let's say, than maybe where where I wanted to be at the moment or where I. That doesn't align with where I want to go. Um, so I've ordered in, but I've made the choice to order the things that I still think are delicious. It's fits me very well, but it's more on the healthy side and takes me towards my goals of where I want to go. Uh, it supports me. Um, I've also chosen that, for example, I wasn't going to squeeze in my exercise in between this call and whatever else I need to do. I did it earlier this morning um, and I chose to like I, I choose and I create my day and that's going to create my future. Um, I, there's a beautiful, there's an app called superhuman app by Mimi Bouchard, which is, um, meditations that I love. So if you're not, for example, I love meditation, but I'm, I cannot sit and just not have something guiding me. And again, coming back to walks, that is my meditation being active is my meditation so her app is fantastic for me because it has meditations for when you're cleaning up meditations for when you go for a walk meditations as you're putting on your makeup and so on so like do those little things um and add that back in and then um kind of go from there and you can always like i am i'm completely in control of my life and since i decided to say that my life has completely changed since I decided that I am in control of how I feel. My life has changed since I've said, okay, I'm actually okay with again, going from what I thought was really shameful of going from wellness into corporate, but I love it because it gives me a freedom to do other things with my life. And it gives me again, the freedom to maybe enjoy wellness more because I get to do it for me. And there was a side of me that felt shame of saying, oh, I should be there to take care of everyone else. But I kind of want to selfishly hold it for me. And it's not shameful at all. Shame is like the deepest, most unhealthy emotion because it's you, again, putting the, the version of you, you're listening more to what you think others think of you rather than what's true for you. And I think whenever we feel shame, that's something that we really should look deeper into because those areas are probably where we need to, take responsibility a little bit more for what we actually want Mm -hmm. um so i hope i answered your question there yeah (laughs) no
0: completely i I love i love everything that you're saying and especially (laughs) like abandoning the victim mindset because that for so often, like we can be in that headspace and we can just feel like everything in our lives is just so horrible and everything's working against us and stuff. But then the second we change our thinking around and we start taking ownership over our lives and our choices and what happens to us, it completely opens up a whole new doorway for us to change everything. So I I love everything that you said about that. And I think the victim and shame kind of go hand in hand because, you know, give, giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, we all probably, we may not want to play the victim and deep down, we we know the truth of the reality of the situation. We know that we can take ownership, but we may oftentimes feel shame and that we can't take ownership because then it might upset other people or it might look bad, like make us look bad or something like that. So I think the two kind of go hand in hand. So I think when you really take responsibility kind of both can kind of dissipate you know and it can
1: you'll see your life start to change absolutely and I do think it's it's something that I really resonated with lately but I think especially as women we tend to fall into those camps because we have been raised to believe a good girl is quiet a good girl um, doesn't say what she wants because she looks at what others want first and then and that does give your power away because again, you're looking outwards at fulfilling others before you fulfill yourself. Um, and there's a woman on Instagram called Robin Clark, um, who I really love. She is a little bit harsher with her words sometimes, but at the same time, it's kind of like that wake up call that you need. Um, and it's really about kind of explaining how how the idea of being a good girl can sometimes destroy us. And stop us from becoming who we are meant to be. Because, again, when a woman is a little bit more empowered, or when she isn't, okay. I'm going to take an example from this weekend. For example, when I was I was at a restaurant with some friends, and this restaurant is known to be um, it's a party restaurant. But I and I was wearing a dress that was backless. Um, I was with my friends, we were celebrating one of our friends birthday. And on the table behind us, there were some guys who one of them was quite clearly, like very, very drunk, potentially on other things as well. And he kept on coming over to our table all the time. And he kept on coming over. Um, and like, you know, putting his face this close to you and which is not pleasant, first of all, but second of all, also post COVID, I don't think any of us want someone that we don't know that close. Um, And just, you know, the energy was like, uh, and I was very, very blunt with how I felt because he would come up and he would put his hand on my back here. And of course I was wearing backless. So it was really on skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was like, you do not touch me. Don't. And I said that directly to him. I was like, do not touch me. And I pushed him, up, like, and I told him, and part of me felt like, oh my gosh, Cecilia, like, you're being so rude to him. Like, you're being like, mm-hmm. like, you can be nicer about this. And then I was like, no, you know what? Like, no, I do not want this man that I do not know touching my body. Um, so why should I, and he's behaving in a way that is also actually making the rest of the table very frustrated and upset. Um, so why do I have to put up with his behavior by being a good girl? And kind of be like, mm, like, yeah, don't touch me, like, you know, like, or oh, haha, like this. But no, I I told him straight up when I said, do, do not touch me. And I would turn my, I would not engage with him. And whether or not that makes me rude, I don't know. But for me, that felt much more, I came away from that lunch, not feeling like I had been violated, mm-hmm. which happens very often. And I don't like, that might be a strong word, but it does when we do something that we innately feel no this is wrong but we kind of put up with it either way again then we're we're not taking responsibility we're giving our power away I can always say no and I think that is like the biggest thing also if it's one another thing that I wish for more women especially um is learning to say no and I think that is something as cliche as it sounds, but it's something that comes a little bit with age. I turned 30 last summer. And for me, 30 is like this holy magic number for women. I find <laughs> we all tend to go through it and we reach it and we go, wow, like I know who I am. But when I like, I if I could go back to my younger self when I were just working with younger women, I would wish to give them that as well. Like, and learn to say no. And it doesn't make you rude. It doesn't make you um selfish again and you can say no in different ways like if someone calls you for example on a friday night at 11 you get a text from a client saying hi i would love a class at 7 a.m tomorrow thanks like part of me before would have been like oh my gosh like yeah i need to take this because i need to one i need the money like two Mm -hmm. i cannot let that person down like and this is the job that i'm in You can't say no and say, I'm so sorry, but it's past a certain time and I will not have time to prepare for you, uh, or so on. Like, you can't say no. Um, And I don't know if that was something that I had to go through, or if I think other people are obviously better at this, but it is very, very easy when you start off and when you're someone who cares so much about people that you say yes to things that maybe aren't the best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, learning to say no in that sense strengthens you to say no in other places as well. Mm-hmm. so and it's kind of it's kind of a safer place sometimes to start saying no when you put boundaries in work I find especially as a teacher when you that kind of helps you then set boundaries elsewhere the mm-hmm. hardest boundaries to set are in your relationships and the ones with the people that you know the mm-hmm. most but where it's with work you can kind of people tend to understand it a little bit more
0: yeah so do you have any advice for because when we we can tell ourselves like oh, next time this happens, I'm going to say no, I'm going to create a boundary. But then when it actually comes down to it, we can kind of back off and we can let the let those emotions start to stream in and we can let the other person influence us or something like that. So do you have any advice on how to actually stick to our word, stick to our boundary and
1: stick to that no, you know, and not give in? Uh, I think in practice, 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 practice. <laughs> like, it's like with anything, it's like a muscle that you need to repeat. Um, and learn to do it in all areas of your life. And just because, for example, say again, let's go back to, to the example I just shared for when the man was putting his hand on me, just because I let him put his hand on me, like maybe the first time, doesn't mean that I can say no later on, like mm-hmm. just because that like, and that I think as well, just because I have said yes, once doesn't mean that I can say no or change my mind later. Um, and I think that is one thing that is very, very important. Um, and also kind of looking at, um, feel, like t- take time for you. So take time to breathe. When a situation arises, kind of take time in that moment just to breathe through and say things like, I feel like I'm being triggered here. Like you can have this uh, as you feel like something's coming out or something's happening and you feel like something is triggering you and you feel like I should say yes, but I need to say, I, I want to say no.
0: Um,
1: you can always take a couple of seconds to respond. For example, if you get a text from a client, a friend or something where you feel triggered in a sense, I need to say, like you, you usually you have a deep knowing. Uh, I, sh- I want to say no, but I should say yes. And it's in that moment that you know that, okay, this is a boundary being crossed here. Um, but then when you do that, you can, you don't need to respond to a text immediately. There's this feeling right now that we, just because everything's connected, I need to respond immediately. You don't need to respond immediately. You can take mm. time. Um, I know a lot of people say this is very shady, but actually on the, on the WhatsApp when I was a teacher, the reason I took away, you know how you see the blue ticks? Let's see. I kind of purposefully took that away because I wanted to give myself time to think mm. if I needed it. And it's, now I've added it back because now my friends are like, now, now you're being shaky. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I can take it back. It's fine. Um, but but I think it's okay to like give yourself time to respond, give yourself time to breathe, um, practice saying no. And I think one trap that happens very often is when we start saying no and start saying boundaries, um, it's very, very easy that we kind of fall into what I like to call like the bitterness pit because you get empowered, especially if you're someone who's always said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. At one point, you can kind of start feeling empowered about saying no to people, that you start saying no to everything, yeah. but you do it in a way that's very, very bitter because you're like, oh, I used to say yes to you all the time, so I'm gonna say no mm-hmm. and all of this. Okay, that's also bad, <laughs> like, that's not like just because you can say no, don't say no. So it's really about like learning to fine tune and listening to yourself again this is where meditation and breathing and exercise Mm -hmm. comes so well into this um, because you learn how to slow things down Um, and I know most of us we know for example if you also get invited out for events many times there will be occasions where you say yes to something and you know when you say yes that you're not going to end up going Mm -hmm. Uh, but you don't want to go to this so say no already then it's okay to say no and you don't need to feel like you need to do a counter invites for that you can just go I'm so sorry I would love to be there but I hope you have a wonderful time and Mm -hmm. we can just allude to you next time Um, and just kind of learning to stand up for yourself is is really really important but it's it's really deeply empowering and everything and you will feel much more grounded throughout your life and everything that you do when you learn to say no um there are a bunch of people that i follow um on instagram because i like to have reinforcements throughout the day of the power of saying no uh robin clark being one of them um i have uh actually a good friend of mine, his name is Annalie Howling, is fantastic about boundaries specifically. Um, and then even things like such as there's a girl called Coco Butte. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she went mm-hmm. viral on TikTok a little while back because she said, I do not do coffee dates, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a dog. don't know don't have an espresso machine at home. Like you don't need like don't. Do that. So she's quite funny. But even there, she's like, no, these are my standards. Like this is what I want to this is what I want. So this is what I'm going to ask for. Um, and I think even in those senses, so if you follow someone for a relationship advice, also like those advices, for example, will come out in everything else that you do in life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, to, to not come into that bitterness of saying, no, putting up boundaries is, and this is a quote. So it's, but it's, um, putting up boundaries is the ultimate act of love because it's me telling you i want you still in in my life but there are certain ways that i want you in my life um it's not me saying no to you and most people fear boundaries because we fear rejecting people because we are so scared of rejection ourselves ourselves um And I think it's also like getting over that and learning, okay, I'm, I'm not rejecting this person. I'm just telling them how I want them to be in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm telling myself that I am in control of my life. I'm not giving away my power to them again. I'm not giving away my power of how I feel because if I say yes to them, I end up feeling really stressed and worried and anxious and all this. And I don't, I don't want to feel like that when I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Um, when i'm with someone i want to feel present i want to listen to them i want to hear them but if i'm so frustrated about the fact that i let them kind of run me over a little while back then i'm not going to be there for them you know Mm -hmm. probably um and it's it's learning to to show up like that and it's really about protecting your own energy in in every single way um and when you protect your own energy and you do all the things that you know are going to fill you up you're going to be able to give much more to everyone else Mm -hmm exactly fill up
0: your own cup first so that way you can give to other people (laughs) exactly
1: exactly and I think
0: like another good point to add on to all of that is like you don't need to explain yourself too because with the times that you do say no and you do follow through and you stick to your boundary and you say no you always feel like you have to explain yourself after and be like oh yeah I can't go to this sorry because I have this this and this going on but you don't have to explain yourself
1: No, absolutely. No, no, no. No is a full sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it almost feels better. I I think at least when I've I've received notes from people, when they say, no, I'm so sorry, I can't. And they leave it at that. It's better than when I get the No, because I have to do this. It feels much more like, okay, I can feel you don't want to be there. Like, yeah, come on. Like, whereas if they say no, it's like, oh, okay, All right. Well, I'll catch you next time. Or something like or whatever it might be um getting like that long explanation just feels a little bit wishy-washy then um Mm. and also you know like when you get someone saying yes and then they cancel last minute I think that's the most annoying thing ever Mm. and I haven't had a tendency to do that a lot in my past I occasionally still do it um Mm. which is obviously something that's for me to work on but since I've started saying no to the first invite or kind of made it clear that it's highly likely that I will be unable to make it. And then kind Mm -hmm. of saying maybe a day before being like, or at least giving that person enough advance that they can plan their day um, that I'm sorry, this is not going to work out. Um, So that like, yeah, definitely being able to to do that and reinforce that. Mm -hmm.
0: And do you have any other like books, podcasts or other resources that you'd recommend to kind of help people with all of this, besides the ones that you've already mentioned?
1: Yeah, I feel like I have so many. Uh, uh, Where where would I start? Um, I love I I actually do love Instagram. I have to say when is I feel like when it's used properly, when you kind Mm of fully clear out because it's that nice reminder, like kind of empowering reminder throughout your day you log on when you're kind of uh, need a mental reset right and you read whatever you need to read like I used to say that I was always guided through Pinterest because there were times when I was like my most distraught I would go on Pinterest and there would be a quote and I was like okay that's for me <laughs> I need that <laughs> and in the same way like Instagram of course the algorithm tailors itself to you um but uh on instagram i do love robin clark um i love um annalee annalee howling i think she's fantastic in what she does Uh, also such a not just saying this because i know her personally but she is just a woman in example of like being in your female strength and i Mm -hmm. love that about her like she's so powerful when you speak with her and when you feel that from her her stories and her posts as well um I, I really, really do love like astrology and human design and things like that, um, but I take everything with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it, and I post, I actually spoke about this, I think, yesterday on my stories, is for me it gives me the questions to ask myself that sometimes I maybe I'm not able to ask myself so clearly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for example, if I I look at chart for myself for example and it says oh you have uh, let's say let's take now for example my so you have your north node and your south node your north node is the kind of overall theme about where you're headed into life and your south mm-hmm. node is if you believe in past lives is where i have been before or it's gifts that i have naturally that come to me and this is again what kind of correlates now with what i've done in life so my south node is in cancer which is also Uh, The same sign that I'm born in, but cancers generally tend to be very nurturing, tends to be the mother of the zodiacs, takes care of other people, and so on. And that's where I come from. Like, so I, I am innately a caring person. I'm someone, I will always take care of people around me. I will always show love to the people around me. And I did that very well. And that was why teaching fit me so well. But it wasn't empowering me. It was almost doing the opposite to me. And that's because that's something that I've done previously or that it's just so like, it's my natural skills. My North Node is in Capricorn. So it's a sign opposite to it. And Capricorn is very much traditionally we associated with career. We are associated with someone who is like this. They know what they want, they want to go for it and they work and they're very goal oriented. And I've embraced that a lot more and i read up a lot more about it and it's kind of helped me think and be like hmm, do I actually like do I actually enjoy business do I enjoy working in this way yeah actually I do like and I kind of don't feel at home with that and you know so it gives me the questions to ask of myself in that way and that's what I enjoy about that. Um, I will also say coming back more traditionally for me the best thing we can do is go to therapy i think it's fantastic i uh, i think it is something that i'm so happy to see that it's becoming less taboo because we mm. all need an event and sometimes it's not possible to do it with friends or with family no matter how close our relationships are because there are occasions where you need to be able to voice yourself in a way that is potentially selfish and you feel ashamed of saying um but it's very important um at one I was married previously and I went through Mm -hmm. divorce um and it was my decision to to do that and I was going to both couples therapy and therapy for myself when I I did that and I had to it it was such a relief for me because I was the one place where I could go I actually want to be alone, like, I feel really selfish saying this, but I actually want to be alone, I could talk about my relationship with my family, I could talk about my relationship with friends, whatever, and, like, I could be as open, as transparent as I needed to be for myself to first hear those things, and not to hear, well, not first of all, it was literally, that's it, for myself to be as transparent as possible as I could be with myself, because it's not about what they say back to you. Is about hearing yourself and you kind of at least for me I need to have someone to talk to um to then hear myself and a therapist is really that so so therapy there's so many great sources for it you have better help if you want to do it online which is great I've used that as well um seeing someone in person takes a while to find the right person of course but I think that's super great of course make sure that it's someone that's License, don't confuse a life coach with a therapist or a yoga teacher with a therapist please do not do that because you're putting so much pressure on a yoga teacher having someone who's gone through that myself um but uh, speaking with someone is really really powerful and then i think um yeah come back to the basics come back to find find a person who inspires you to move for example uh to do exercises but not in a i need to punish myself or i need to get skinny or i need to do this it's but in a way for me play is so important and i think we need to have that in our lives and that's movement really is play so find something that makes you feel like you are playing again because we lose that as we grow older so and we need to nurture that in a child um and really go back to the hobbies that you liked as a kid if you were really artistic as a kid go back to doing that like doodle do whatever like all of those things and kind of like really really take time to be with your inner child um and so sources for me are it's really hard to say like one or two because everything in my life is is always have everything but um if I can go through, for example, like what I do in my day that are my my staples is like when I wake up, I immediately do a meditation. I drink my glass of water, I do a meditation, I'm still in bed. Occasionally I don't even sit up, I lay there because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. And mm-hmm. I love the superhuman app. I think it's great for that. Um, I've used Insight Timer as well. I think there's so much great technology out there. I know we say that we shouldn't have our phone next to our bed, but occasionally we don't have a, any other way. And it's great if you want to use it for that um then um fine for me i i love to get movement straight away and i love now i'm not teaching anymore i've kind of become allergic to it so i don't like to teach myself anymore i can but Mm -hmm. i i love it's such a treat and i'm sure you will feel this too to be taught by someone else so i love i follow melissa Wood health because she for me she does this perfect mixture of yoga and pilates which is always mm-hmm. where i personally was where I, I like to mix things in and it also gives me it's short enough that i i can do it so i don't spend hours and hours it's like a couple of minutes here and there mm-hmm. um now i am searching for someone so i can go to a proper yoga class in person here because i think that's amazing as well um throughout my day i will actually do a couple of the superhuman apps uh app meditations because i like to come back to it i like to kind of calm myself down throughout the day uh same thing at night i will do that meditation um and just kind of doing yeah again like those really boring things of those routines i love i love my nighttime routine i love going to bed um I- it makes fun of me because I go to bed when everyone here eats dinner. But I like to be in bed by 10 and they like to go out and have dinners at 10. That's the mm-hmm. conflict between I'm I'm Swedish and everyone around me is Mediterranean. So that's sometimes the like occasional conflict but it's okay <laughs> because I what brings me back. Um and I think any source that makes you think gratitude our first thing. So for a long time I would do um these daily meditations or by uh this a guy called dr jay tita um who he himself says it but he doesn't look anything at all like someone who's philosophy he's uh, he's quite into stoic philosophy and he's also a g- expert at female health and he doesn't look like it at all like he's this shave guy that kind of he looks like a, a meathead or like a really pumped up guy but his he has a book called Human Thre- 365 which each day of the year has a different kind of him sharing life advice mm-hmm. and I love to read something like that first thing in the morning as well just to kind of set my mind up and be like and he is really much about that okay take your power back mm-hmm. um and I for me having some I really really I want to say masculine in the terms of a young energy um balances out my natural yin. Very much so, I like to have the two of having mm-hmm. someone kind of push me to think in a way that's not just like oh, gratitude and let life flow because I am naturally so much like that. that I need someone else that can kind of be like, Okay, well, now we go for it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: for me, that one has been really, really great. Um, and yeah, and I i love uh, also anything by Abraham Hicks or Esther Hicks is great talks to kind of get you um get you thinking about things in a different way. And I need people who have who a sense of humor and they have a great sense of humor. So that's definitely some some few tools. I tend to shift around quite a lot, but I think anything that just kind of, anything that gets me calm, breathing, rethinking about the way I see life at the moment and so on, they tend to be my tools.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are some great recommendations. I've heard of um, Mimi. I haven't used her app. But I think mm. now I'm going to try it out because you have such a great review of it. And I've heard of Melissa yeah. would help, but everyone else I haven't heard of. So I need to go check them out. But thank you for those yeah. recommendations.
1: My pleasure. No, I, I, For everyone, I would say the Superhuman app is mm-hmm. fantastic because it kind of puts meditation on its head, but it also gives you a new way of doing it. And I think it doesn't matter if you, again, coming back to what is healthy for me is different to healthy for someone else but it's consistency in life again the boring Mm -hmm. stuff but more you do something the more it's going to become natural and if doing a chanting meditation is not going to work for you it doesn't matter that you do it the one time it's Mm -hmm. what you need to do daily so if it works for you that you listen to something that gives you affirmations as you're putting your makeup on Mm -hmm. for me like that is the perfect thing and that's we evolve with life when we need to have things that kind of fit our life as well Mm, i
0: love that i'm gonna try it because i think it's so that's such that's so good because it brings you back to the present moment because usually when we're doing like we're and we're just doing our makeup or we're doing the dishes or something we can get into autopilot so i think it's good having something like that it's a very unique approach to meditation so that's cool
1: yeah and again coming back to uh with our body and mind are so tied Mm -hmm. uh i know through yoga the movement prepares us for the meditation to meet ourselves Mm -hmm. um But when you're tidying things up, you're also tidying up your mind. They say if you have a messy desk, that will kind of correlate to having a messy mind. So doing a tidying up meditation, doing a meditation as your food shopping, that if you are on a health journey and you want to um, like potentially weight loss or just tone up your body, um, doing a health meditation or sorry, a meditation as your food shopping as your future self is really empowering. Mm-hmm. so it kind of gets you really on the right track about where you want to go so i i i actually love love her app a lot and uh it's i think you get seven days or so 14 days for free and then it's paid for but it's worth every penny it's mm-hmm. really really good i'll us
0: try it and where can people find you like your instagram all of that stuff
1: so instagram is um at cherished nomads so c-h-e-r-i-s h-e-d nomad n-o-m-a-d um and that's instagram is probably where i'm most active i'm not so active anymore on like posts but i tend to come pop up on stories uh, quite a lot uh and i do have tiktok but i haven't been very good at, at <laughs> posts there. so i would say instagram is the best way i love connecting with people i love to hear from people on there so that's the best place to to find me mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like there are so many more questions I could have asked you. You're like just so a <laughs> of knowledge. So I really appreciate you taking the time. And I really love this conversation. I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you.
1: No, no, thank you so much. It was an absolute honor to get to come on here and a real pleasure to get to connect with you as well. I feel like you are embarking on something great in your life as well. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs>